Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie. Welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday, April 12, 2019. Come to the end of another week of Great Talk Radio. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a few seconds, I'll be joined by my co-host, actually two co-hosts, I think Katie. Katie Barberi could be joining us with our actor and writer friend, Craig Hurley. We have about an hour to call in. Give us a call. Stand on my soapbox with us. You can chat about whatever's on your mind this Friday, be it pop culture, news, politics, whatever. 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. So let's go ahead and open up the phone here. Uh, Miss Katie Barberi, how the heck are you? I am so good, my dear. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. It's good to hear you. How are you holding up in beautiful downtown Chicagoland after the storms Oof. or through the storms? Is it a little chilly storms. again? Well, we, I, I think that we, this is more Craig's, definitely more Craig's lane, but I think we actually have not experienced maybe the worst of it or what, what may be coming. Um, it's, or it may not, it may die down. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's cold. It's cold in April. Um, it is chilly uh, in April. Yeah. They said it may die down and go north of you, fly over the lake. You may get lucky and dodge a bullet. Uh, Yeah, that'd be great because we are in the throes of moving and oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough under those circumstances. So we are, uh, talk about that for a second, Katie. I mean, you're an actress. You've been all over the country with roles and things like that. Moving can't be easy no matter what the job is. You can't be used to it, can you? How is this all, thing affecting all over, you? There? Specifically all over the Western Hemisphere I have been because I, I've lived <laughs> in, in different parts of the world in, other to, in order to work. Uh, Mexico, Colombia, and all over here in the United States. I've worked in Los Angeles, in Miami, now in Chicago. Uh, it's like, the, it's like the song, I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's, that's my song. And I don't know the version in Spanish, but I'll find it out and then I'll sing that for you too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, this is, this is a part of an actor's life and I'm, I'm glad I'm getting to talk about it so that I can clarify any confusion for anybody that might be curious about it. You have to go with the work is. Um, and we, we love Chicago. Chicago has been an extraordinary experience. I have, uh, I have had the opportunity to do fantastic theater here. I mean, it, it has really, really been an experience that I will not, uh, forget, but, uh, but, but, and I, and I'm looking forward to doing more, but the television and the film industry, uh, predominates in, uh, in the uh, in in the market in in Los Angeles and even more so now. You know when when Craig and I were kids, uh, and we were in L.A. in the 80s, there was really uh, there was the film industry and then there were uh, three networks and then four and uh, that's it and that's where you could get work um, and so the contracts could be really really huge to do television, 
but uh, but it but it, uh, it there were very very few opportunities. Now there are many 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 more, but you do have to go where the work is, or make a decision that you don't really want to work anymore. And that's not who I am. I am uh, I have spent 35 years in this business. Um, I have goals. I have dreams. I have aspirations. I have things that I've worked for my entire life, and I would love to you know. Um, it's hard, you know, sometimes because you, you feel like you can't set down roots and that's, uh, that's rough, you know, and right. they say that, that actors are gypsies and it goes all the way back to the vaudevillian times, you know, we, we really, and before that, I mean, we, we really, we really are a product of that, you know, and actors have to go where the work is, but, but perhaps, you know, in LA we can, um, we can relax for a minute and maybe set down some roots. That would be nice. And for Craig and I, um, it's, it's kind of coming full circle because that's where we, that's where we met, you know, but it's, um, okay. I know that there are people that are going to miss us. And I know that there are, you know, here in Chicago as, as there are people, you know, my mother is in Florida. She misses me terribly, you know, and I've got people right. in Mexico that I left behind that, that miss me very much. Uh, and I've got people in Colombia that I left behind that miss me very much. And I miss all of them. But as your career, uh, progresses and as, uh, some doors open, other windows open, and uh, we have fantastic representation with Great Talent Group. They are based out of Chicago, but they have a very solid office in, in L.A. And it just uh, seems to be the, the way that it, it needs to go after this last play that I did, after the Abuelas, because um, unless you're going to make the decision that you want to just set down roots in Chicago, unfortunately, as an actor, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, um, if if you want to set down roots and you're here because your significant other is working here and you've got children in school and what have you, then then you're living here and you're doing theater and that is absolutely not your main source of income. Uh, it's just something that you enjoy doing because they don't pay enough uh, for an actor to make a living here. And I've done now uh, right. three excellent play, plays with with uh, with uh, you know uh, reputable. Uh, uh, union contracts, but it is not enough to make a living wage. And I'm used to uh, a very different lifestyle. And it's not, it's, it's not even about maintaining that lifestyle at this point. It's just about surviving. You have to go where the work is. So we're very, very excited mm-hmm. about the prospects. This is a hard business. I've been doing it my whole life. Um, but I am, I am a, I am a soul that is very determined. Uh, there's no way to dissuade me from that. I have never been interested in anything else. I've never had to take a job as anything but an actress since I was over the last 25 years of my life. And I don't plan to start now. Uh, and so those are, those are my reasons. And then Craig has his reasons. And, uh, yeah, we'll and, and about, it's hard, you know. I, I, I can definitely understand that. Talk about for a second, though, Maybe the restorative powers, though, because, I mean, you've worked so hard in telenovelas, which are, man, brutal as yeah. far as filming. You're doing 8,000 pages a day, and you've done television <laughs> for so well, long. Well, not quite, but close. Um, well, yeah, but every actor always says they want to get back to the theater. You've had that chance to get back to the theater and have that live audience experience. Has it really recharged your batteries? I think you've had great Oh, reviews. my God, yes. Now, all this stuff that I'm talking to you about is career strategies, you know, the difficult things to hear, right, which right. is, listen, you've got to go where the work is. You've got to go. You've got to follow the money. You've got to do a series of things. 
You have to stay determined. You cannot quit. You cannot be dissuaded. You cannot be persuaded. You cannot uh, let, you just can't. You can't let the industry get the best of you. You have to, you know, you have to fight for what you want in this life, no matter what it is that you're doing and no matter who you are. But all of that is career strategy and all of that is determination and all of that is passion and heart and a series of things. As a performer, as an artist, doing theater here has been an invaluable experience. I mean, it has been, to have that public is, is something extraordinary. I mean, it really is. And I have enjoyed every minute of it. And I've met some amazing people, amazing, you know, actors and, and directors, writers, producers, uh, stage managers, uh, <laughs> wardrobe people, just and, and very, very uh, different from what I was used to working with in television and telenovelas and with Nickelodeon. It's just a different thing. It's a different culture um uh some of the time but it's but it's a different mindset in other ways and it just depends on what you want in this life and also what situation you're in you know i a lot of my fellow uh actress uh co-workers that i've worked with here you know they 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 have their their dreams and their desires to get out to la to get where the work is to go for to go for what they would really would like but but you know their significant other is here and they're working at whatever it is that they're working at. So that so they have a, a particular reason and a particular uh, way of lifestyle, and that's what they want. And so they make the best of it, and they and they enjoy every performance, and they know that it's not going to be career strategy wise exactly what they're looking for, or maybe it is. It just depends on who you are. But 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 at the end of the day, when it comes to getting up on that stage. Uh, the moment those lights go down and, and from the first moment you get a reaction, whatever it may be from a, from an audience member. Oh my God. For an actor, it's food for the soul. You know what I mean? And it's it's been amazing. And I want to do more. I want to do more. It's just, it's time to go and open up some doors and, uh, and, and, and push some doors open and, and, uh, and, and, and kind of, you know, slide through some windows that have opened and, and, uh, and, and go for, and go for, you know, that, that next step. I think that that is an inalienable right in any human being, you know, it's the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of fulfillment. And it's interesting that that's, that's how it's written. It is not happiness itself. It's the pursuit of happiness that we have a right to do that as human beings. So for me, you know, this has not been an easy business for me. I, I, truly it hasn't. I've worked a lot of, uh, with the telenovela projects, I worked a lot of non-union. That's meant a lot of lost residuals for me, a lot of lost wages, a lot of, of difficulty, uh, and a lot of heartbreak along the line. But I, but but I have been doing this since I was a child, and I am determined, and I know what I'm worth, and I know what I, I know what I have to bring to the table, and I know how my my heart and my soul is fulfilled with joy every time I get that phone call that I booked that job. And I get to inhabit that role and I get to play that character and defend it no matter how good or bad it is perceived to be in everyone's eyes. Uh, that is, that is an extraordinary thing. And it's what I'm about. It's what I've always been about. And at least, um, you know, I've always been honest with that, about that with whomever has come into my life. They have always known that for me, you know, my career is first. So um, you know, Craig is that very, 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 very particular niche of a human being in my life. He is a gift 
uh, from God for me because he understands me 100% and because he wants that for himself, you know, and he's, he's, he loves his career as well. He's been doing it since he was four years old. Um, it is, it has provided one of the greatest joys in his life. Every time he gets to be on a set, every time he gets to be on a stage, that's what makes him happy. Uh, but it's very difficult to find a significant other that wants, wants what you want almost more than you do and is, and has got your back and is, and is, uh, passionate for you and for and for your endeavors almost more than you are and 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 Craig I think believes in me a lot of the time almost a little bit more than than I do you know what I mean I I, I thoroughly believe that in this business you have to have uh, a lot of faith in yourself and you have to what may be perceived as arrogance it isn't arrogance it's self-esteem it has to be very 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 intact in order to survive otherwise you're just going to be eaten alive here in this in this right. process but any time that I'm, you know, down on myself and I didn't book that job I wanted to book, which happens a lot of the time, or I didn't, uh, didn't get that opportunity that I would like to have had, you know, he's always there to tell me what I'm worth. And he's always there to remind me of what I've accomplished. And I'm not going to cry, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very important thing. I think not just for me, but for, for any actress and any woman, uh, Man, plant, fish, <laughs> uh, dog doesn't matter. Uh, to have that, there to have go. that uh, support, to have that support system from a significant other That's is extremely beautiful. important. Yeah, I really. I love it. it really I'm looking awesome. forward to hanging out in LA when I get to go spend the month oh, of June there. So We're gonna excited. have to get you yeah, out with the Stan Zimmerman. We're gonna go to Stan's house and we'll have a little kiki and get some plays and stuff and television going on with Stan. I think you guys could be a great match made in heaven. So we're going to have some oh. fun just hanging out ourselves. And I just know you're going to be doing so much great things out there. So I'm excited for you. Excited for the oh, next well, step in the journey. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you so nope. much. I will oh, take those no. words and carry them with me every minute. So let's talk about what's going on out there in, in madness land. Yep. It's crazy out there. What What do you want to start with, my friend? You pick. Ladies first uh, Oh, wow. Well, I want to talk about these two hikers because I love these stories of, of survival and of, and of uh, I believe they were in California, correct? And they survived yeah, it's a nice on a positive story on occasion. I love a positive story. Yes. To, I wanted uh, to start with that. That's extraordinary. They survived, uh, both of them, for five days with a water, uh, a water uh, purifying straw. That's what I've that's what kept them alive. I've never heard of that. I don't know about it either. But I, well, I, I know I know that there are I know that there are like portable water purifying you know uh, uh, gadgets that you can get. But I and I don't know if it's if it's entirely accurate to call it a straw. But I guess maybe you know it it purifies the water right there from from the the, the from whatever water source you can get to, and it's what. Right. But it but it would be what kept them alive for five days. That's wonderful. That's just amazing. Very exciting. It was up in uh, Mount Baldy in San Bernardino County, which I used to go to quite a bit. That's the one you can see easily from L.A. Mount Baldy always kind of stands out there. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't uh, want to be. I don't want to be talking crazy, but I think yeah, that's where I went skiing at one point. Mount Mount Baldy. It would have been correct, right? That's where everyone goes. Um, Mount Baldy or Big Bear Mountain. One of the two. They're kind of right next to each other. You can see Baldy a little yeah, easier. Yeah, I would. Right. I was at several celebrity skiing events where I made a complete ass of myself, truly. (laughs) I I just, 
yeah, I would I would start out I would start out the top of the hill, filled with vim and vigor, and make it around the first little flaggy thing, and then just eat it right there in front of everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I remember Mount Baldy, but the hot chocolate was really good too. And the important yeah, thing, I never uh, snow skied. I always water skied, but I was never a snow skier. I guess it's the opposite thing. Snow a water ski. I know you lean back into it. I guess snow ski you lean forward. So I don't know. I couldn't do it. You lean forward. I was I mean, more. I'm fine. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I no, just, just hang around the damn lodge and have cocktails the whole time in the snow time. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. No, I'm telling you, the hot chocolate is fabulous. I loved it. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, I, no, I'm fine as long as I'm not in a competition because oh, okay. I, I fancy myself. Yeah, I fancy myself an Olympiad in a competition, and it's just not happening. <laughs> you know, it's, it's happening in my brain, and it's happening. Right. And I, I just I see myself there with the wind in my hair and everything fabulous, and I am met with the cruel reality that I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, kind of very short. There you go. I have not even attempted it. I've gone up to the mountains quite a bit, but I always stay in the lodge. I always have a little cocktail or hot chocolate. And we got to give a big shout out to these sheriff rescue people. The sheriff's office brought their helicopter out. They literally had like 10 feet on each side of them between rocks and trees to lower down and get these two people one at a time. That is just amazing what these rescue That's people awesome. can do. Yeah, it's, it's no, crazy and then, what they can do. They they just they live for it, man. It's it's a charge that they get that is just extraordinary. The opportunity to to, to save somebody's life and they're 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 in it until they achieve it, and it's it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing to 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 observe. It's very very cool. Exactly. Well, we're happy to report. I guess the, the name was Eric the Splinter and uh, Gabriel Gabrielle Wallace. They're both in their lower thirties. Um, they got okay. lost while hiking in Mount Baldy area there. Um, they got thrown off the track. There was snow all around. They lost their track. So they, I guess the rescue people actually found their footprints, was able to follow them into this canyon after five days later. But like you said, these guys kept together by, they, they had a fire going, so they still had supplies for fire. They rationed their food for the five days, and they had this, what they're calling the purifier straw, who knows what kind of gadgets, like you said, but uh, amazing, yeah. happy story. I'm glad to hear it. Now, were they, were they, now, were they a couple or did they leave some, did they leave some freaked out uh, significant others waiting for them to hopefully survive? Were they, were they together or were they? It did didn't know? say if they were a couple, but I would guess it sounds like they were together. They were with a group and they went off together. So they knew each other somehow to go off together from their little group they were with and somehow awesome. just got separated from this group and couldn't find their way back. And wow. uh, the group is what called apartment and had them looking for the next five days. Um, but they were looking for them each day, but it was, it's still snowy out there. Um, it's not, I don't know what the weather was like, but I know it was definitely snow on the ground and that's how they found them was two sets of footprints in the snow there that had not uh, been, uh, blown away yet by wind or anything. So they got very, That's very incredible. lucky, and they had a campfire going. So when they followed the uh, the servants down, they were able to look down the ravine there, and they were – because you would think – I mean, I don't know. I am I consider myself someone that does – I'm very good at directions. I never get lost usually. 
And I would think, okay, I'm on a mountain. If I go down, I'm going to make it eventually to a flat part. But I guess it's just really tricky terrain, and going down was really hard and treacherous, which I can imagine down a mountain. Yeah. So they didn't really yeah, have that it. option. So, I get it. I get uh, it. I, I, do, I definitely get it. Yeah. But just to have the wherewithal that to bring even leaving your group and having enough things for your straw and your stuff to start a campfire with, or maybe they your knew straw. how to do how to rub two sticks together. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, they're strong. They can yeah. rub two sticks together. I don't know what they did, but they did something right. And someone was on their side to do five days in that. That's uh, a little show. And if they weren't dating, just keeping themselves warm, they're probably dating afterwards because who knows what would Yeah, happen. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they know yeah, each other I'm very sure. well now. <laughs> yes, that way, way, way better than they did before, regardless of what the circumstances were. Exactly. Wow, that's, exactly. that's, that's good. We're, we're happy for them, and we're happy for their families. That's fantastic. Very, very good story. I definitely like that. Um, another good but sad story. I mean, it's good in one way, but it's very sad in another. Uh, Craig and I were talking the other day about these church fires in Louisiana, they had three yeah. church fires happen in a very short period in Louisiana. One church was over 100 years old. Community was very scared. They're primarily black Baptist churches, so there's a lot of worry mm-hmm. about racism and everything. Well, they ended up catching the guy, and sadly enough, it's the 21-year-old son of one of the local sheriffs in town. Not the sheriff, but a deputy sheriff. Um, 21-year-old guy, his name is, uh, let me see if I can find it here real quick, uh, Holden Matthews. That's right. It reminded me of a book. Holden Matthews. Isn't that killing Mockingbird or something? I don't know. But Holden yeah, Matthews, crazy. he faces charges of You can't make up that name in this, of simple in, arson. Exactly. Um, the father wow. had no idea. The father helped catch him. And, I mean, we talk about, Craig talks about all the time how, hard it is to get away with anything anymore we all know that but they found what they happened is there was a little piece of one of the accelerant gas holders in one of the fires that they were able to uh, and that little thing led them to oh this is sold at walmart and so they went to walmart's in the area found someone who bought one around the same time of that that happened to match the car license plates, everything there that was seen as a thing, they were able to piece this all together and find this 21-year-old kid. But nothing oh, away real. Nothing well, not I, I away have with nothing. No, but I have to know. I, I do not mean to be. I, I'm just asking. Do we do we know the do do we know the the, the race of of this young man, Holden? It is as a young white boy, and they're saying they haven't Caucasian. yet determined. It was a hate crime yet, uh, but they're trying to determine if there's racial bias. And the funniest part of the story, though, because some people are just weird, um, they're trying to determine if it was a bias motivation or if the suspect was influenced by a subgenre of music linked to a white nationalist ideology. I didn't know there was I such see. a white nationalist of music, but. Uh, I oh, guess that, I mean, everything. No, it's all about subgenres now, really. Subgenres of subgenres of subgenres of subgenres. It's incredible. (laughs) And I mean, okay. So we can't blame the music no matter what. Um, But I, but I do, I do have to, this kid's 21. I have to question his, uh, I have to question his, his, his mental, 
his, right. his situation, his his mentality at this moment, his uh, psychologically where he's at, what's going on in his head, where where this. Is. They don't want to call it a hate crime yet, but I don't know what else it could possibly be called. Uh, and I and I I just you know I wonder I wonder what's going on with him where where he's where he's at what happened in his in his childhood in his life uh, that he right. is um, that he is it, at this place and and doing people that are that have done nothing to him this harm you know um, exactly and like I said his dad is a deputy sheriff so you wonder what are the dad's feelings on this and he's got to be either super miserable or I'm sure he's permissible no matter what, but you're wondering where did he get these racial things from? Was it from the right. where, Was where it from outside influence such as music? Was it he hanging around with the wrong group of people? So there's a lot of yeah. questions still to be answered, but when it's three primarily black churches, um, there's gotta be, you got to think that there's got to be some kind of racial bias going on somewhere. You don't know where it came from and whether, like you said, it has mental health uh, things involved with it that's got to be looked at but it's a sad thing but it, at least they're they're living a little more easily this has been three in less than two weeks so the yeah the at least, area at least, Louisiana at least they, was really they've caught him and they know and they know they you know right. they, they don't have to worry about it hopefully happening again wow right. yeah that's uh it's unfortunate it's unfortunate you know life is well, one life thing, is hard enough go ahead yeah you know, exactly. life is hard enough without it just, um, I don't know. I don't know what goes through people's minds that they want to hurt each other, that they want to hurt others, that they want to, that they feel a need to take, uh, I don't know, revenge or or uh, feelings of, of bitterness out on other human beings that, that, that haven't done anything to them uh, or even that have done anything to them, you know, um, it's it's just this this life is 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 hard enough as it is, and it's hard enough to just you know um, survive in this world. And 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 if you approach it with anything other than love, and with anything other than uh, a seeking of understanding between uh, human beings and 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 why we are who we are. One of my favorite things that comes across Instagram um, so often is. You know, be be go go easy on on people because you don't know you don't know why they why they're reacting the way that they're reacting. You don't know, you know why what what kind of a day they've had, what they're experiencing that they're that they are maybe being cross with you or they're being difficult with you or they're or they're or, or they seem to be whatever it is that that it is that they seem to be uh, you know insensitive or what have you. You don't know what they've been through right. that has created that that situation. And I think that. You know, anywhere you are in the world, if you don't have empathy for other other people's um, pain, for other people's uh, particular circumstances, and for other people's needs and desires and 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 goals and happiness and what have you, if you don't have empathy for that, you're you're just you're nowhere. You know, and and it it, it right. I'd love to see I'd love to see the day when 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 humanity when when we all kind of come together and stop being so angry with each other for for things that are our prejudices that are created in our, in our, in our lives and in our, in a, you know, through our education and through our, uh, through our, our, our surroundings and our environment. Um, 
it's not real. At the end of the day, we're all just people who who want to achieve happiness, whatever it is that we're that that we feel is going to make us happy. We just want to be heard. We just want to be loved. We we want the opportunity to love. We want we want the opportunity to do that, which 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 gives us passion, you know. And so, at some point, right. you got to look at a kid like this and just wonder, you know, where he. Why? Why he isn't doing? Uh, why he isn't breeding positivity into into the world, and and instead uh, creating creating this pain for others? What went wrong there? Where? What? Wh- what was he taught that he shouldn't have been taught, or what should he been taught that have been taught that he was not? You know, what was right. So, and you even have to be sad. a little thankful for the degrees right. anymore too. Yeah, exactly. And you got to be thankful for the degree of things anymore. I mean. What uh, was this a symbol? Was the church a symbol to him? You got to look in the background of that. Thank goodness he just did churches that were nobody was at, and he wasn't. He had access to guns with his dad being a sheriff, and he didn't go the opposite end of it, where some of these religious zealots here in Pittsburgh have at Jewish synagogues and in New Zealand for the uh, yeah. Muslim synagogues and everything. I mean, we, I guess yeah. we got to be a little bit happy that all he wanted to do was burn down symbols when nobody was around. But th- right. there's got to be something involved in that that you, uh, yeah. it just yeah, like I you mean, said, it, it just makes you wonder where what brings people to these points. Yeah, exactly. Where where they're at, where they're at emotionally, and where they're at psychologically, and how and how and why this is happening. Absolutely. Yeah. So very sad, but I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad they found him, so they don't have to worry. That's good. Right. Good news. Yeah. All right, well, we're at our halfway point where Craig usually takes a cigarette break. What are your vices, my dear? Do we need some coffee in here or something, or how, no, how do we no. uh, pass your time? No, no, no. I'm I'm good actually. I'm I think I'm I'm about to I'm about to have another sip of my vice is very clear. Uh, I have very few, but it's 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 clear. It would be chocolate, and chocolate is is what gets me through the day a lot of the time. Uh, that, that's my vice. That's yes. That's my best friend on a lot of occasions. So I have a chocolate shake here. I'll probably have a sip of that and just relax and listen nice. to the music. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you in a few. There you go. We're back on the side guys. Give us a call. Three, four, seven, nine, eight, nine, zero, one, two, six. That's three, four, seven, nine, eight, nine, zero, one, two, six. We're very lucky to have a special guest co-host today. Miss Katie Barberi. Craig is definitely going to pop in before the show is over to give us his uh, thoughts, final thoughts for the week. We appreciate you tuning in. Here's a little bit of uh, Brandon Shea with a cover of Hello by Adele. You're listening to Staying on My Soapbox right here in the Left of Straight Radio Network. Hello. It's me I was wondering If after all these years You'd like me To go over Everything They say that I'm supposed To heal ya But I ain't done much Hello Can you hear me I'm in California about who we used to be when we were younger and free. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference 
I'm back with our very special guest co-hostess today, Miss Katie Barberi. Katie, how are we doing? I'm good. Craig and I were just remembering that quite hilarious uh, skit that they did on Saturday Night Live where the whole family was, was fighting, but uh, one, one of the family members, the smartest one, I think it was a kid, kept turning on uh, Hello by Adele uh, just to get oh, people to stop right. fighting with each other. Oh, my God, was that funny. I forgot and they would about start that singing skit. to each right. other, and you know the wind would blow, and everything would change, <laughs> denoting, of course, how just hearing that song, uh, you know, change, changes one's mood immediately. That's a, who was that? That is an awesome cover. Of that that is not an easy song to sing. Let no, his name is Brandon Shea, and it is a fantastic cover. I really enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah. So I, I I definitely enjoy playing it. I mean. I think Adele right now, I think it was just reported yesterday, she's actually teaming up with Taylor Swift, who I kind of enjoy. I'm not a huge Swifty, but I enjoy her music. But I think the two of them together could be a powerhouse. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Swifty, here's the thing about Swifty. She has some fantastic lyrics. Uh, she really does. And there's, there's been a lot of, um, there, 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 there have been a lot of moments, actually, in my life since she came on the scene that, a song that she uh, that she has written has kind of gotten me through a, a weird moment. Honestly, she, she's got oh, nice. she's Very got cool. yeah she's got a line into to uh, she's got a line into the the love vibe and all of that that uh, goes on. I'm sure, I don't know I don't know how much guys identify with her, but for women, you know we uh, she 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 understands us. The 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 uh, Spanish speaking counterpart. Well, I mean, she speaks great English as well. But the Latina counterpart to Taylor Swift, not a lot of people know, uh, is absolutely positively Shakira. Shakira actually started as a type of Colombian uh, folk singer in uh, in 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 Colombia, and she just has the most Shakira is what it is. Uh, Craig just said, "Say it like you're a gringo." So Shakira. Because Shakira is famous here now, um, you know she's she's been famous for for quite a few years, 
started in Colombia, and she started very young, just like Taylor Swift. And she started out as kind of a folk singer, which would be the kind of country version of Colombia. And just with these amazing lyrics that just um, really speak to the heart of a woman, a girl and, and, and a woman, you know, and, and, and the, the, the trials of love that we all go through. So uh, I enjoy both of those artists very much in, in, their, in their respective languages. All right, well, I got lost on there, so you got super co-host duties there because my phone disconnected on me, so I was gone for a second. I Sorry heard about that. something. I'm I thought now. that was okay. Hey, how you doing? I was just, I was just going on and on about Taylor Swift and Shakira, and uh, how they're they're each other's counterparts in English and Spanish, and how Shakira was uh, a folk singer uh, in Colombia. I guess you could call it a folk singer. I mean, maybe maybe she'd kick my butt if she heard me call it that. Uh, maybe that's not what, what she would call the genre, but I would say it was. And just these really, really unique lyrics. And I think that that's, you know, I think that that's the secret with Taylor Swift is that at, at the end of the day, the lyrics are fantastic in her songs, you know, and it. And it uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad we have you guesting on because I wanted to jump into a serious topic for a bit, um, especially mm-hmm. uh, you like you said, you've lived all over the uh, Western Hemisphere here. And I want to talk about the story that broke last night, and I think it was the Washington Post, maybe it was the New York Times, about uh, uh, number 45 had tried to pressure Department of Homeland Security, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, to take all the undocumented immigrants that were detained in the country and to bust them to all the sanctuary cities located in congressional districts of prominent Democrats, like Nancy Pelosi and things like that. Well, it turns out that that was true because Trump tweeted about it today and is bragging about the fact that he's going to take all these and bring them to the sanctuary cities, which I just think is kind of a very scary but weird concept. It's just here's here's um. Here's, here's where I'm at with all this. It is so, so, so unbelievably sad. Now, when he tweets something like that, he's going to have a sector of the population. He's going to have his base just giddy over something like that because what an immigrant to, uh, to, to, this, to this base, to a portion of this base, I don't ever want to generalize. I try not to do that always because I don't think it's fair to generalize about anything or anybody's right. point of view about any given topic, be it religion or, or politics or, you know, whatever. Um, it's not good to generalize, but a portion, a sector of this space will rejoice at uh, hearing things like that and be giddy with excitement and say, well, they're getting what they deserve and what have you. Um, and, and it has taken the immigrants and the immigrants' cause and the immigrants' reasons for doing what they do and turned the immigrants in – in, in the minds of these people or reiterated in their minds to simply be not a human being with feelings and a soul and needs and fears and coming from an oppressive situation and coming from an extraordinarily difficult situation, be it politically or uh, uh, where violence is concerned in their country or financially, but uh, just on, on every level. And, and has turned these people not into a human being, but simply a nuisance, simply a nuisance, simply uh, someone that is, that is in the way 
of uh, this this sector of the population's belief that they can that they that they that they would be doing better in their lives. They're in the way of of of, of their of their personal happiness and, and personal uh, possibilities of success. If they could just get rid of those dang immigrants, everything would get better. And it is. It, it is extraordinarily ignorant, okay? Right. I know that it's, it's ignorant. It is ignorant. I know that there is a sector of the population. They work in construction. They work in gardening. They feel that all of their jobs are being taken by, by immigrants because immigrants will take less money. It's bringing, down the, it's bringing down the wages. Okay, don't blame the immigrants. Blame the bosses who are hiring them for those prices and trying to take advantage because whether they're taking advantage of an American or not, they're still taking advantage of a human being. So it, exactly. it, it is, it is actually the boss and it, and it's, and it's their, and it's their, uh, it's, it's their selfishness and it's their ambition and it's their capitalist points of view, which of just taking no prisoners. That is what create, that is what actually, believe me, the immigrants would love to be paid a fair wage. And would love to have, you know, uh, 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 rights just just like anyone else, uh, healthcare and 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 uh, retirement and and fair wages and overtime and what have. They'd love it. They'd love it. You, you, there, there is no there is no immigrant out there that has been hired for any job that has said, oh no, please don't give me those things. It's that they come from a situation where they're great to just be in this beautiful country. It is not disrespecting anybody's right to move forward. I helped to unionize the first Spanish-speaking contract here in the United States for actors uh, with SAG-AFTRA. It's the it's first, I, I, I did the Get Out the Vote campaign with SAG-AFTRA for uh, Telemundo performers, and then I spent 15, well, Craig and I did, because he would fly down with me every month to do this, uh, spent 15 months of, of our lives, um, three, or, three or four days out of the month, um, negotiating this contract for SAG-AFTRA. And I know that my coworkers who, 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 who were willing to take these non-union conditions and, uh, and, and be contracted as independent contractors of their managers instead of, of the company, just things that were happening that should not be happening. They would have loved to have always had their rights protected as, as actors, as performers. And that is the same for any other worker. So, sure. Uh, so, so the so so the bottom line here is, and 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 people believe that if uh, I know a lot of people that are retired and and what have you or disabled, that believe that that if they could just get those immigrants out of there, the government would give them more money. No, they won't. The allotment of money would be exactly the same because it exactly. it doesn't depend on one thing. It's not that the money's being stretched to. Amount of money is established with with lobbyists with laws with proposals on either side of the it doesn't matter who's in the country. That's still the amount of money that they're going to give you for whatever ailment you have or whatever age you are, whatever situation you're if 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 it was if if the movie The Day Without a Mexican happened and there were no Mexicans here or no immigrants of any other country, these people would find that they are getting exactly the same money from the government as they were going as they were getting before. That is a myth. It's a myth, and it's a very sad myth because it's perpetuated by people that want to that, that, that keep, uh, uh, you know, these, these, these governmental institutions in power. So when, when it comes right. to a tweet like that, 
my point because I actually do have one. When it comes to a tweet like that, it's going to make a certain sector of the population, the base, very, very happy. But at the end of the day, it's thank God they sent these people to sanctuary cities because we want them there. We want them here. We want them here. They are welcome here. So I, I know that I know that there was the, the resistance would be that it's that it's that it's unfair to do that to these human beings and that it's un, unfair to 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 spread the population so thin and, and not allow them to go actually where they'd like to go, where maybe they have family members, where maybe they have aspirations to work. Maybe someone would like to you know work on a farm or someone would like to work in a in a in a you know in an area out in the middle of nowhere and, and they're being sent to these sanctuary cities where they don't necessarily want to be. That would be the unfair side of it. And I think that the Secretary for, for uh, the Department of Homeland Security, I think that's what she was fighting for, was their rights, their human rights, uh, to right. decide while they're seeking asylum where it is that they want to go. But at the end of the day, you know, for the, for the, people, that, um, for the people that feel that we are getting what we deserve because they're being bucked into our sanctuary cities that are already so crowded, They've got another thing coming because that's what we want. We want them here so that they feel safe and they feel protected and they can have some peace of mind maybe for once in their life and go to, go to bed exactly. at night not worrying about getting shot up or, or having their children kidnapped or whatever it is that they've been enduring. And I have seen a lot. I lived in, I, I've lived in different parts of South America. Uh, I've seen a lot. And and when I when I look at you know when I look at view of poverty in this country, I mean I don't mean to be disrespectful. I know that when times are hard, times are hard for anyone. I get that, but the levels of poverty that are experienced uh, in South America, it just and of course other parts of the world, other other continents. But I'm speaking specifically of, of the Western Hemisphere. Um, levels of poverty that are experienced, it's just absolutely. I mean there's there's no way that anyone can even fathom what that is until you experience until you see it and so uh where these people are coming from and the reason they're not coming here to take your anything they don't want to take your anything they don't hate americans they love them they want to be a part of this they're afraid of them with very good reason they're intimidated by them with very good reason again without uh again without uh um generalizing but the, but the, but there is there this hatred that the that the people speak of. Oh, they hate us. They want to hurt us. They they want to take what's. Our, it's not true. It's not true. It's perpetuated. As long as it's perpetuated, then then the strength of that hatred only grows, which is very sad. But it but it's not true. You know, I've 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 dealt with these people. I've lived with these people. I've 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 drunk water with these people. I've I've eaten with these people. I've sat with with uh, with people and talked of all different. Uh, 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 socioeconomic uh, extractions and, 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 and sat and talked with them about what they want. I know a lot of illegal immigrants in this country, and I would do anything that I can, you know, undocumented. I would do anything I could to, to protect them and protect their, their possibility of being able to stay here. They just want to be a part of a society that is more developed and, and that is lawful and that is, is going to give them the opportunity, you know, not to, not to take anything from anyone, but to, but 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 to be a part of a society that that is productive. And the United States is still, you know, it's still one of the greatest countries in the world. It's a wonderful. Well, I don't blame them. Who right. do? And if you say you love America and you love the United States so much, why can't you understand that everybody would want to be here? And why why wouldn't they? It's wonderful. Exactly. And and for I really hope it just blows up. 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, for the I, people I, that I say, really why don't they just can... do it illegally? I mean, why don't they just do it yeah. legally? Why don't they? Why don't they enter here? Why don't they enter here legally? Why don't they achieve their status legally? It is so much more complicated than people think. And then you have uh, Americans saying, when I went to go and live in Belgium for a year, I had to do it legally. When I moved to France, I had, dude, you were talking about a completely different situation. Completely well, different. And most of them are trying level. to do it legally. Asylum is legal. Uh, a lot of them are trying mm-hmm. to, I mean, before this administration two years ago, illegal immigration was at the lowest point it's been for a long, long time. We were actually at a net loss of people. For people coming across yeah. and coming board, there's more people going back than there was here. And I right. just really hope that this ends up biting them in the butt and they see we get a couple of these sanctuary cities that say, bring them on. We'll show you how to do it. We're bring not going to put them in cages. We're going to find a place yeah. to do it. We're going we're gonna to make sure that it works for them. Um, but, I, I mean, just don't overcrowd us and don't say you're going to give everyone just these cities. you got to make a little fair. But, to, but I would love to see – some of these sanctuary cities just kind of step up and say, great, do it. Let's do it. We'll help you get it done. We'll show you what it's really like to be compassionate, what it's like to not make people live in cages, what it's like not right. to separate people from their families, and we'll show well, you how I, to do I mean, it. So. In my experience, sanctuary cities walk the walk. They do. They walk right. the walk. And I think and I think that's fantastic. And, and it, speaks of, it speaks of the United States that I love so much, you know, like you say, this, this country that is filled with compassion filled with, uh, exactly. with with an ability to, you know, with with an elevated spiritual and 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 intellectual uh, uh, level, and is able to see that we're we're all coming from our, our different lots in life, with the hope of of living a better life, of living our best life. And I and I've seen that uh, with with every sanctuary city that I've been in, lived in, and we're in Chicago right now. And it's pretty awesome. You know, you see a, a lot of the theater that I've done has been uh, Latino theater or has been Latinx theater, meaning it's, it's done in, in English, but with uh, Latino actors predominantly. And, and they all come from different circumstances and they're, they, uh, they're, they're, they're safe here. They're happy here. They're, they're prospering here. They're doing, they're doing what they want to do here. And they are contributing to society in a positive way. And that's what this is all about. Bring us your tired and you're hungry. Exactly. That's, well, that's what that. it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, we only have about eight <laughs> minutes left here. I want to um, I want to touch on something in my community here for a second. Today is the official day to enact the transgender ban. Um, five years yeah. after we got rid of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" for for gay personnel serving in there, and three years after we ended the transgender ban. Today is the first day where we have reinstituted the Don't Ask, Don't Tell on transgender only. So we put a new Don't Ask, Don't Tell. We've even marginalized it more to just transgender now. And I got to tell you, being part of the community, there is quite a few transgender men and women that have told me I would never know they were transgender. Um, I think any service, any type of thing should be by qualification. If you can get through a basic training and get through your physical and get through all of that. I don't care if you're women, trans, men, whatever it happens to be, you should be able to serve your country. And I'm just really sad that we've gone backwards now, as we've yeah. done so many times in this last two years. We're going backwards yeah, again on, on rules and regulations. So 
You know, I, I read an article. I read an article in uh, in the New Yorker on uh, Barack Obama. I'm sorry, not the New Yorker. I apologize. New York Magazine on uh, Barack Obama, and and it was uh, it was it was a piece on him. It was not an interview. It was a piece where they spoke to several of his uh, closest associates and allies. And what they said was is that the thing that makes him saddest is it, the things that makes the thing that makes it frustrating for him is to see to see uh, some of the of the uh, progressive moves that he made, uh, the attempt, the strong, strong attempt to get those rolled back is just incredibly frustrating for him to, to, to have to watch. And I don't know what he had to do with it. Don't ask that. That would be inaccurate of me to say that he had anything to do with that necessarily. Maybe that was already in place, uh, the, the lifting of the don't ask, don't tell. I'm not sure. But I know that it's it it, part, yeah, it, part of his administration. I mean, I don't know who enacted it. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Well, there you go. You, you, then you have that information. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, that's, that's, uh, we don't want to see that happen. We don't want to see going back to a place of less understanding, of less compassion, of less spiritual growth, of less love for one another, of, of, of judgment, of chastising, of shaming. We don't want we don't want that. That's not what we want. That's not that's not the lane that we need to be in as human beings. Um, and 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 it is it is very unfortunate to see that happen. Now that has been enacted or it's a proposal. It's done. It's it's done now. Today's the first day. It's actually it's back to don't ask, don't tell today. That you are not allowed to actively be open transgender in the military. You will be removed. I am. I am sorry to hear that. I really, really am. Yeah. I don't know. You know, everybody has their reasons, and I'm sure there's there there are complaints on the other side of the of the of the aisle about why that should be. And you know, I guess everybody has a right to be heard. But you know, serving this country, uh, it that doesn't make any sense. As soldiers, you know, we are as as soldiers and as, as servicemen on every level, servicemen and women on every level. You know, we always hear around us, thank you for your service. There's always uh, so much, uh, there's always so much um, deference and respect and honor right. uh, for these people who have, in many cases, sacrificed lives, limbs, um, and, and, and if nothing else, time and energy in their lives to go in and serve this country. And uh, and and keep it keep it in the place that it that it that it needs to be on a worldwide level and and, and move it forward in other places. Uh, but but there is so much honor and there is so much deference and so much respect um, for all service service people. Why would there be a discrimination against anyone in particular when they're doing the same job, just as good or better as everyone else, and making the same sacrifices? It just doesn't make exactly. any sense to me. It really doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. If you're qualified for the position, you're qualified for the position. That's uh, right. I just don't understand it. I don't understand. No, but I if guess... you're doing the job, you're doing the job. And if you're making the sacrifice, you're making the sacrifice. You know, there's there's no reason to marginalize anybody. I don't think. You know, I mean, I'm sure on the other side of the aisle, I would hear, you know, these are the reasons. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and six and seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. 200 reasons why it's a problem. But from where I'm standing, if, 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 if we have this deference and we have this respect and they, and they so deserve it uh, for service people, 
who are who are who are serving this great nation, why would we marginalize or why would we discriminate against anyone? What would be the justification there? You know? Exactly. So um, it sucks and I'm sorry and I'm sorry for anyone's pain that is associated with it. I'm sorry that anybody has to feel like they have to hide who they are, they have to hide their identity, they have to hide their their um, where their instincts have led them and where their person has led them and where uh, seeking their, their personal truth has led them. I'm really sorry to hear that. That sucks. Um, and I, I, I hope that we, as, as we take, as we take one step back, we take two steps forward. That would be nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, well I'm going to, I'm going to do something awful here, but you guys, you're almost out of time. We been have able to say one, one. The reason is that he's driving. So he, he doesn't, so I'm going to do, I am going to do the unthinkable, and I'm going to put it on speaker, for which I will never hear the end of it. Okay, hang on one second. <laughs> hey, no, nah, I'll talk while I'm driving. I'm actually at a, at a stoplight at this point, uh, or I will be in a second. Um, but how are you doing, Scott? I'm wonderful. Thank you for loaning us your lovely fiance for co-host this afternoon. We've had I a wonderful have been time. listening the majority of the time. I know you've been looking for a third show so that um, that doesn't contain any swearing so that we could send it to some of the people <laughs> that are interested in sponsoring. And this whole show actually has had not one swear word as far as I could hear until now, no, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I can't. Ah, oh, shit. I had to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I love it. I love it. An hour's worth of work. Sorry. That's going to be an interesting last five-minute ride home. Oh, my goodness. Well, Craig, thanks for spending another week with us. Um, Next week should be a little dicey because you guys will be actually finishing the move. Um, So we'll kind of play it day by day. We'll have Craig or Katie or somebody here every day, but we're looking forward to it. You guys have a very safe and uh, uh, uneventful weekend, I'll say, as much as it can be moving boxes all weekend long. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I'll hand Katie back real quick. Thank you so much for standing on my soapbox, Miss Katie Barberi. It's been a wonderful time. Thank you so much, my dear. You have a wonderful weekend. You'll be talking to Craig on you Monday. You as well. Don't work right. too hard. Sending we'll love to everyone. Monday. Be kind right, to one another. In. We'll see you next week, 1 o'clock Pacific, okay. 4 o'clock Eastern time. Bye-bye. Peace.